Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Row's partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Row. Dot co slash clink. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. Summer. Uh, still? <laughs> Tell me about it. Just keeps going. Actually, listen to this. So today I have my own little summer camp going on. Yeah. And the reason that I was late to record with you is because I put together a scavenger hunt around my house for the kids. Yeah, that's a good one. There are yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's a time suck for the kids, right? And I just got all the clues online and they're not very hard. And I just taped them around the house in, you know, like one of them is in a sink. Well, we have a few sinks. So I'm like, <laughs> I didn't tell them what sink. So it'll take them extra time. And then one of them, you put it on a mirror, like, you know, so. Okay, good ideas. That's what they're doing right now while we record. Oh, my kids were driving me crazy. I just took them shopping with me. That is the one. I don't really mind having them home. I just hate taking them with me on errands. I know. It's so annoying, yeah. right? And they were bitching at me that so we went to the gym and they get to go to like a little play place while we're at the gym. 
And they're like, okay, well, after we get home from shopping, where are we going? I'm like, <laughs> well, yesterday we went to the water park and the day before we went to the zoo. So today we're not going anywhere. I have to get stuff yeah. done. And they're, they're, they're not having it. No, they're not like real stoked on that. So I want to tell you about what happened to me at the zoo, though, because I think it's like maybe a little PSA. Okay. Okay. So yesterday we went to the zoo in Santa Ana. It's a small zoo. Had just had the a, day before yesterday. The day before yesterday. Yeah. It's yeah. just like had a couple hours to kill. So we're there and there is a crowd of homeless people that kind of hang out in the park in front of the zoo. So whatever. Anyways, there was one guy was very intoxicated, very in need of mental help. He was spitting in the direction of people, yelling profanity. He took a cup of soda, dumped it on the ground. Okay, here's the PSA. So to me, I'm in line. I'm pretty sure there's enough people around. Some kind of security thing is going to happen. My kids are like, cannot keep their mouths shut. Mom, no, he didn't. He just (laughs) dumped that cup on the ground. Is he a litter bug? Oh, and now he spit? What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you guys have to be quiet and not draw more attention to it and let other people handle it. You know what I'm saying? I think, yeah, you have to teach them what is kind of a normal situation and like a abnormal situation where we need to be just our, you know, spidey senses need to be perked up a little bit. We need to be aware of what's going on, but we also have to be a little bit silent about what's going on. Oh, no situational awareness, these children. (laughs) I mean, this guy, he was like on the verge of a mental break. Like he took a sign and he kicked it. So he was like getting like a little violent. I was like, there was a real big dad behind me in line. I'm like, we're cool because I, I, this guy's going to handle it. (sighs) Did he handle it? Well, security came and the guy, there's nothing they can do. They don't do anything. They just told him to leave the line area. And, and did he go? It's really too bad because, you know, they just can't do anything in California. Like you can't. I know arrest someone for like disturbing the peace or drunken public or like any of that. And so they don't. And so unfortunately, this person is not going to get put in the system and get the help that they desperately need. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So that's kind of scary. Anyways, before we get into uh, the next part of our episode, I want to tell you guys, I started watching Blackbird. Did you start watching it? No. You got to watch it. Okay. It's on Apple TV, you guys. It's a good one. I think if it all turns out the way I think it's going to turn out, I'm going to do a case on it. It'll be good. Okay. Well, I did watch the thing people are saying to watch too. The girl in the picture. Oh, you did. I haven't watched that. What did you think? Mind blown. Mind blown. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you want to do a case on that one? No. No, because everybody, no, because everybody's watching it. Yeah. And it is about multiple children. I was thinking that too, but you know, TV shows are much different. I mean, not much different. I mean, they usually do a pretty good job on telling you how it went down. However, it is dramatized and there are things that they can't put in there or they skew it one way or another. So I do think just like, you know, the thing about Pam, 
it is good to also do the case so that you can see it's like reading a book and then going and watch the movie, which, by the way, uh, Where the Crawdads Sing just came out and I'm halfway through the book. So I don't want to go see it until I'm done. Awesome. Okay. So anyways, you guys, I want to give a little recap on what you listened to last week. And if you did not listen to the first part of the Double Life episode, which aired last week, please go back now. Listen to the first part. It's probably necessary. So do that now and then subscribe so you can get the next one the next week. You know, works out really easy that way. Okay. So quick recap. Dennis and Norma had just moved to Roy City. Their son was in town from college, helping them move, care for their animals, hanging out with friends for the weekend. The night in question, Brandon Woodruff, their son, leaves their house sometime between 7 or what he says, 7 and 7.30. And between 9.30 and 10.30, the two Woodruff parents are brutally murdered, shot and stabbed multiple times while watching TV on their couch. There was no sign of a break-in and no struggle. Norma did have some defensive wounds on her hands and some hair in her hand, but Dennis looks like he was blindsided. Police immediately get a call from, air quotes, I'm saying, friends of the Woodruff family explaining how Brandon's lifestyle makes them believe that he is the one that could have murdered Dennis and Norma. After a couple of these interviews, the confirmation that Brandon has been shaking his tail feather at the local strip joint and possibly doing some adult films while maintaining that he is straight must have made him a murderer. So they arrested Brandon for murdering his parents. And that is where we left off. So uh, let's get into the rest of the story now. Upon arrest, Brandon pleaded with them that he it wasn't him. He said, look at the evidence. Please look at my call log. Surely after you get my call log, you will know that I wasn't at my parents' house at that time. But once he's arrested, it's now up to his attorneys, you know, to it's it's kind of a sad situation, right? Because what should happen is they should really have enough evidence to convict you for a murder before they arrest you. And usually, I, I know in California, you have to go to a grand jury before to, for them to say, like, yes, you can arrest this person for murder because there's enough evidence. But here you just go to a judge. And what the judge read was the MySpace thing and, um, and the kittens. And that oh, he's got shit. a, you know, a interesting lifestyle that maybe didn't go well in the Well, that should city. have absolutely no bearing. Also, it seems like uh, the MySpace things and the kittens are uh, just hearsay. Unless, did they show proof that this no. MySpace poise post? I mean, I'm sure they found it by now, right? So they didn't, actually. Turns out it wasn't on MySpace. It actually never was on MySpace. Uh, after the papers came out, you know, once you arrest people, it's like public knowledge. So the newspapers, you know, print that shit all over the place. And so it stated that this friend said this MySpace comment. 
And wouldn't you think like you would go look up MySpace before you put somebody in jail for capital murder? Like make sure that this guy that just shows up to talk about the murder is actually telling you the truth. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, back in 2005, MySpace was like something the kids did. Maybe the Texas Rangers were like, no, that's whatever. Yeah. He didn't really know. So, yeah. Anyways, this friend comes back to the police station and retracts his MySpace comment. He says, well, actually, you know what? It's not there any longer. And I didn't actually see it. It was a friend that told me she saw it, but then now says that she got, she must have misread it because now it says that he loves his parents. And it was actually a quiz. You know, one of those quizzes that they used to like send you on MySpace. And one of the questions was like, do you love or hate your parents? And then you can like answer and then you can like write something below. And I think he wrote like he wrote love his parents. And then he said, don't we all with a like a wink face or something like that. So the ranger is pretty pissed at this because he's like, wait, you told me something that I arrested this guy for. And now, one, it's not there. And two, like, you'd never even heard it. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, yeah, you're right. But, you know, he actually told me in person, too. It's like, dude, where, like, are we buying this bullshit or what? No. But I feel like sometimes some people feel like once they do something, they can't return from that. So they create what they need to to make sure that they're right instead of fessing up to their mistake. So, you know, this kid's back backpedaling and the ranger's getting pretty upset. There's a lot to the story and I'll tell you how to get more information if you want. But I think this whole thing is a big red flag to me. I would be like, pause. What's the motivation this- for lying and, you know, implicating somebody had something to do with their parents' murder? What's what is motivating you to make stuff up? Yes. And why would you come and tell me for hours about his gay lifestyle that has nothing to do with murdering a person? Like, why are you just and and you're and honestly, when you listen to this guy's interrogation or not, I don't even it's not even an interrogation. Okay. It's just you like know what I would think. What? If I was hearing this and that the fact that Brandon had some, you know, gay lifestyle or whatever infuriated this guy. It's like, you know what they say? There's something about him you hate about you. I think this guy is repressing some homosexual feelings, maybe. I know. I thought about that, too. I was like, did something happen between you two that like I thought that I don't I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he was just trying to insert himself into a situation. I don't know what his motive was. There was a motive that he didn't like Brandon and he was going to tell them that he didn't like him for whatever reason. I do think that you might be onto something. I don't think if it if you are onto something that ever came out into real life, just because I kind of know. But but that doesn't mean really anything, you know? Right. 
people hide shit forever. Just speculating. I know. I did think that as well. And he, he, he does say that he has no problem with gay people and that he has friends and he says hi to them in the class oh, and okay. Great. whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, sure. He says all that. Yeah, great. He wants to, you know, make sure. Like I said, I would take this whole retracting the statement and not actually telling the truth about this MySpace as a red flag. I would have also questioned the cats a little bit more, but it doesn't really seem to matter because the more they look into Brandon, they see that he really had been hiding his sexuality and was li- living a bit of a double life. And this double life did not sit well with anybody. It didn't sit well with anybody over in Hunt County where he was in prison or jail at this point or anyone close to Brandon at all. Brandon was a 19-year-old Christian guy attending a very Christian college that wasn't ready to admit to himself that he was gay and he really wasn't ready to admit to the world he was either. He still had his girlfriend. They were asexual. Okay. So they didn't, and not, and, and they were Christian. So, you know, a lot of Christians don't have sex before marriage, but I would say it's pretty safe to say that they had a really close friendship and they loved one another a lot, but physically he wasn't into her. And her mother kind of said the same thing. She's like, it just, it was a different kind of relationship. He did not have any affection towards her, but they, I would say they were just best friends. Right. You know, he kept the exploring gay side to himself, which was like, he stripped for money and he had a guy that you may call his boyfriend. And he also did a couple porn films for some cash. Um, He kept all that to himself or to these new friends that he found in Dallas. Like they knew that side of him, but that's the only people that knew that side of Brandon. Okay. I think we can all say that it would be really hard to admit all of this to your Christian friends. Okay, sure. And gay or straight, it would be hard to admit, right? Like it yes. doesn't, yes, it, do, it It doesn't matter. Most people, I mean, you know, we knew people that took their clothes off for a living and stuff like that. And it, they certainly didn't advertise it to their families. No, uh, we knew people in all those industries. And yeah, no, I think no. that why do people have fake names when they're in that industry? Because they don't want people to know. Right. It's not. And some people do. Fine. Jenna Jameson. She's very well known. But I think also when you're just trying to figure it out, you're not going to be exploiting it everywhere. Oh, and he was a baby, 19. You're just barely figuring it out. And who knows? (laughs) Like, maybe you are, maybe you're not. Maybe you're just exploring. So I also think, by the way, that you can have two sides of yourself. He would do the animal thing during the day out with his girlfriend that really wasn't his girlfriend and then party and let loose at night I feel like we also as moms do this we do this on girls nights out we do this on girls trips 
I mean, we're not sleeping with other men or women, but we are letting loose much more than we are when we're sitting at a PTO meeting. Totally. Shoot, Gretchen, I think you even know some people that went on girls trips and did let real loose. Oh, they let it. They let loose. Yeah. (laughs) I think so loose that one's divorced now. That's true. Also, um, yeah, I mean, you might not think that I have a little crazy in me, but I think when you took me out into the the wild streets of Dallas, I I took my bra off. You took your bra off and threw it up (laughs) at the cow head. So shoot. (laughs) I I know you're not doing that in the carpool line. No. So the fact that this 19-year-old was living this alternative lifestyle in secret, it doesn't draw a red flag for me. I think that probably most of us have two sides to who we are or who we could be. And some people don't know the other crazier side. Or if you are crazy all the time, you could be conservative sometimes. So the investigators obviously did not like the two sides. And let me tell you. Brandon's sister did not like it either. After Charla got word that Brandon was doing his thing, she could not believe it. So she went to Brandon and she was like, are you gay? And Brandon said, no, I'm not gay. And she kept questioning him. And then after he, what she would say, lied to her, which I'm like, again, like maybe he fully hasn't decided at this point. Well, he's just not ready to tell her whatever. Yeah. So he goes, she goes back to the investigators and she says, if he could lie about being gay and I could say it like her, if he could lie about being gay, then he could lie about killing my parents. And, you know, because a sin is a sin, right? Okay. So uh, they ask her straight out. So you think that your brother did this? And she says, yes. My sister. Yeah. Charla, Charla, Charla. Uh-huh. Well, there was another person that saw this lifestyle as a red flag, too. And that was the girlfriend's mom. Although she loved Brandon, she saw this change in his dressing and his mannerisms to be what she calls really weird. She thought the fact that he stripped for cash was so crazy. Her daughter knew that he did this, and she said she would question her all the time. Like, don't like, isn't this weird to you? Don't you not like this? And she's like, I'm not doing it. Whatever. Yeah. And there was something else that she needed to bring up to the investigators. She and her husband had a room in their house that displayed guns, loaded guns, if you will. I can imagine this house because I have been to a couple Texas houses that have like a showcase of like their trophy kills. And I'm not sure if I've ever seen a gun, but I can imagine maybe. Um, But they had this gun on display and this or I think they had multiple guns on display but this particular one was missing they only noticed it missing after the murders I think probably because they went and looked they have no idea how long it's been gone for she said they don't lock their doors and a bunch of kids are always in and out of their house including the shit kickers 
even the one that I mentioned earlier, uh-huh. and Brandon. Brandon had actually just been over that weekend, like I told you. Um, although he didn't carry any bag, he wore super tight jeans, and he was with his girlfriend the entire time. So the possibility that he stole this gun uh, is pretty low, but it's possible. The gun was a replica of a Colt 45 with a long barrel. So I looked it up online to see how big this gun was. Um, and it's pretty big. It's got like a really long, I guess it would call barrel, right? Like it's like a really long pointer. Yeah. If you will. Like really long. Like I don't know how you would shove that in your pants and be able to walk around, much less like sit in a car because it... Him and his girlfriend drove to Waco and back to buy a lamb or something that day. But I guess it's possible that he could have stolen it. And she just wanted to let them know just so they could rule him out, which didn't really rule him out, actually rolled him way in. Well, I mean, I sort of see you something crazy happens in your small town and you have a gun missing. I think if you're smart, you go to the police and say, I don't know what the how who did it but i'm just saying wasn't me (laughs) it wasn't me and i don't know where the i don't know and it's missing i'm just letting you know yeah okay so uh they never retrieved the gun they don't know where the gun is they don't know anything about that gun and they don't know about the gun that killed these innocent people, but they do know the bullets are the same caliber as that gun, which is 45s, which also happens to be the most common caliber bullet of all guns in America. So, I mean, yes, there is a commonality, but I would say it's probably the same thing as saying like, your blood type's A, and so was the killers. Right. So, you're the killer. Okay. Okay. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it's 
sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Now, you are probably all asking, what about the crime scene itself? What? I want to know about that hair in her hand. What about the evidence collected? Like the long blonde hair, for goodness sakes. Yes, yes. That's what I've been clinging Give to. me the DNA testing of that hair. Because clearly, that is who fucking killed the person. Right. Yeah. Well, guess what, Gretchy? What? They never tested it. Well, where never is it? Never, ever tested it. They actually, okay, so when they were pulling Norma off of the couch, her hand was in her hair. Her left hand, I think, was in her hair, and it had pulled because the blood had pulled around the hair in her hand, had pulled all this hair out of herself. And then in the other hand, she had the long blonde hairs, okay? So they put both of the hairs both hairs all together in a bag and they didn't test it. It has not been tested. They collected all this evidence and then they kept it in the room, uh, the office. Instead of like, uh, you know, supposed to put in an evidence locker. It's like, shit is crazy. Okay. So they didn't, they still have not tested it, Gretchy. So I, I mean, when we get to the end of this, like, listen, test the fucking hair test every goddamn like strand in there and can't you find the difference between a brown and a blonde hair like yeah test it yeah test the hair that's Mm. like all you need to do well it sounds like one of them situations where maybe they don't want to feel like going back and testing the hair because they kind of have egg on their face yes of course that's why they don't want to test the hair come on Blame it on the money, but shit, we all know why. So anyways, they did not collect DNA from any doorknob, light switch, anywhere else. They do not have any DNA anywhere. Okay. His lawyers, like I said, they requested the phone records because they were like, this can eliminate Brandon. Let's see. Where is he? Well, the Rangers finally turned over the phone records like almost nine months later and for some reason there was a glitch in the AT&T system when they turned it over that had the time frame between 9 30 and 10 30 which is when they said these two were killed missing but everywhere else on the call log had Brandon pinged exactly where he said he was at the time so what his attorneys did were subpoena the call records for the people he said he was talking to at the time. And so you can see Brandon talking to people because they're calling 
like he's either calling them or they're calling him on the other people's call records. But um, because his call records are missing, you can't see exactly where his cell phone pinged, right? So you can just see that even though they say he's he's murdering these people between 9.30 and 10.30, he's also talking to people at the same time, which seems kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm a juror. I'm not thinking that he's picking up. He's not answering the phone. He's not answering his phone. Mm -mm. And by the way, you've got a knife in one hand and a gun in another. Like, And now you're answering the phone with your, I don't even think they had those like earpieces yet. No. So I, it, it's kind of far-fetched to me. So the amount of time between the arrest and the trial was a long time, like years. Okay. I think he got put convicted in 2009, which would be four years later. And after two and a half years, he's still sitting in prison waiting. The aunt comes forward and says, I found, I was cleaning out that barn in the Heath house and I found this dagger how they called it. It was more like a sword. It was like two feet long. And they're like, I I don't, the aunt is like, I think this might be the murder weapon. And so there is a piece, they do test this, this thing for DNA. And there is one drop of Dennis's blood underneath the handle of this dagger, which is huge first. Like it's a huge sword. I don't know how Dennis's blood got there, but I also don't know how they missed a huge dagger when they went and searched the barn right after the murder. Yeah. And she finds it two and a half years later and decides to turn it in, saying that she thinks this might be what he killed them. But sure enough, they ate it right up. They were like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that is definitely it. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. 
Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code clink at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code clink for 15% off today. Clink, clink, ladies. So Brandon goes to trial in a town where I would say being gay isn't really the most accepted thing. Sure, there's not a bunch of rainbow flags flying high. Uh, And the jury selection began. And unfortunately, eight out of the 12 jurors on Brandon's team said they thought that being gay was immoral. They actually said that. And And they they were were still still selected to be jurors. Yeah. Yeah. Because they said they thought they could put their biases behind them. But can they? Can they when the prosecution like basically slanders his character up and down on the witness stand and just brings people over and over to say that, you know, like all these guys from the Christian university to say that Brandon never said he was gay and Brandon acted like he was a rich kid because he would go to the mall and buy them gifts on his credit card and come and act like his parents bought them all gifts. And it's like, dude, like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Brandon was leading two lives and was scared for them to collide. He didn't want his family finding out which, which actually we know that his dad, he did tell his dad he thought he was gay. And come to find out his dad actually, um, I guess, was okay with it. So the prosecution said that he did not want his family to know. And so... He killed him and he also killed them because he pretended he was rich and he did not want anybody to know that his family moved into a double wide trailer and he was going to steal the mom's car because he really liked it. And you know what? The jury, they bought it up and Brandon's defense, I think, was pretty good. It was a public defender, so there's not a lot of money that they have to do a lot of their own research. The sister testified against her brother. And actually, she lied a lot on the stand. And the defense attorney caught her in every single one, which really made me so happy because I'm like, bitch, like, don't lie. 
don't say your brother didn't cry at all. And then they're like, but you said he cried when you were first, you know, questioned. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, yeah, okay. So I don't know what got in her mind to change her tune on her brother. She's uh, in love she... with the shit kicker. They conspire <laughs> oh. or something crazy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. She does have a true hate for him. She really does. Grandma, however, loves Brandon. He, she believes in Brandon's innocence. And you know what? I think I obviously, you guys can tell, I think I agree with Brandon's innocence also. But the 12 jurors in Hunt County did not agree and sentenced Brandon to life in prison. So I found a lot of this information, by the way, on this podcast called American Justice, which I don't normally do a lot of podcasts for research. But this guy made a documentary or a docuseries on this case. And he had more research and more recordings um, than I found anywhere else in all of my research. So it's a really long podcast. It's so many episodes. It It's a lot. But if you want to hear way more, this guy has way more information. He's got, he, he thinks he knows. I mean, I don't, I don't know who did it, but this guy, you know, he, he thinks, thinks he, he knows who did it. I also will tell you um, how I listened to it on 1.5 times. You know, you can do that. You can listen to things a little faster. Mm-hmm. It's worth it to bump it up a little bit. I'm not saying you need to, but I mean, it's a little slow. But there is so much information. The Texas Innocent Project has now yeah, also that was, took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, they took his case, which is great oh, because man. his appeals have all been either denied from the Supreme Court or the state won't even look at it. They won't look at anything. And which is sad. And he's been in there for 17 years and they won't even fucking test the DNA. It's like just test the DNA. Yeah. Why would you let somebody sit in prison for life and you know whoever was in that house, whoever's hair is in that hand is the killer? Yeah. Also, if you want my opinion real quick, uh, I think that someone who knew Brandon and knew Brandon's parents thought that they had money because that's how I know Brandon portrayed them. But maybe they also portrayed themselves that way. I'm not positive on that. But they knew they moved to a more rural area and maybe it would be real easy to rob uh, them and steal their money or money in their safe. Or maybe they knew they had some cash on hand. What I didn't tell you was their wallets were missing. And maybe there was a stash of cash missing too that nobody knew about. Like, who knows? Totally. Also, let's go back to they had a knife and a gun. 90% of cases involving two weapons happen by two people, not one. Because can you imagine you have a knife in one hand and a gun in the other? Yes, this is a good point. Also, it was, I was thinking that would have been really hard to Unless you like fatally shot them both, like, you know, like so quick. Like and then you to kill both them. people. 
But yeah. why wouldn't you just keep shooting? Why would right. you need to also then stab them? Right. It's like, it almost seems like one person has a gun and one person has a knife and they kind of just tag team. And you know, those stabbings happen by someone that usually they know. Yes. Yes. That's why they think that it was somebody that they knew. Also, cleaning up the crime scene and doing all that and then getting back to Keith, it, it, the, time, the time frame is very, very small for what they had to do. Another thing I think they could have done more research on is the stab wounds themselves. I mean, this, the dagger that they said had a foot long um, blade. Well, I also think it's pretty unusual to like stay in the house and like, like that seems, yes, like you would clean up in your own house. Like you would take a shower in your own house because you were comfortable. You knew nobody else was coming. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying. Well, that's, that's why I think it, you know, you then you're rhymes with Marla. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Charla does have blonde hair. Oh, how convenient. Yes, she does. Um, She's also, or maybe she still is, I think, in a criminal investigator. (laughs) Is that crazy? So she knows you need the bleach. Yeah, I don't know. Just speculation. I know. I don't know who did it. It could have been somebody totally random. But I will say. You don't think it's Brandon? I don't think it's Brandon. Me neither. So in the very least, give him a retrial. Yeah. Say, hey, you know what? We had a bias against you. We all know that. You are you are supposed to have a fair trial. You didn't have a fair trial. These people didn't thought you were immoral in the beginning before they even knew anything about the crime. Test the hair evidentiary hearing. Let's do it. I know. Poor Brandon. Let's send him a letter. You can. So you can go to Facebook and he has a free band. Brandon Woodruff page. He also has a change.org that you can go to. And I I have some high hopes. I think he just got in the Texas Innocence Project as of maybe late 2019-2020, maybe been a little later than that. So it hasn't been there that long. Although every day probably seems really long and awful for Brandon, but I do think that I think I have good thoughts for for that. And, you know, yeah. I think just try him again and and see what happens. Okay, so we're back at the end of the episode. And I just wanted to say, because I forgot to tell you all that Brandon has taken two polygraph tests by two separate, do you call them polygraphers? Is that what that sounds official? It? does but then i thought a polygrapher is like somebody that writes i don't know anyways the main person that does the polygraph machines he has taken two from two different people and has passed both of them now i know they are not you know i guess you can't put them in the court you can't say that he did it or they can't take it into account and some people can get away with but we're not the jury we're just here to judge. And I say that makes you innocent. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think a 19-year-old, I mean, listen, I do think 
I think people can get away with it. I think if you are a complete psychopath, you can pass one. You can, yeah, you can pass one. Yeah, I think that's true, for sure. It, but it definitely uh, helps with the innocent case. If he say yes. didn't pass, that would be more like give you pause. Yes. So I think that, you know, you guys already know what I think. I do think he's innocent and I hope the Innocence Project gets, you know, they already have a hold of it. So I hope that they are able to help him because, dude, 17 years in prison already is a long ass time. Yeah. So anyways, um, I think that's all for today until next week. And you guys, if you want more of us, please go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Uh, I will give you updates on my basketball drama, which continues, by the way. Of course. And I and we also talk about a bunch of other stuff if you don't want to hear about basketball drama. And we are on Facebook on Housewives of True Crime Group. Follow us there. We uh, respond to you. We interact in the group. We are very active. And we are on Instagram. And also, you guys, we are going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival August 27th in Dallas, Texas. So come and see us there. There's going to be actually a lot of true crime podcasts that you probably listen to. So you'll get to meet all all of us. So check it out. And that's it. Clink, 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 clink.